Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. I was concerned that I'm going to forget my own intro at the beginning of every episode. There was a... I don't think you were here. It'd been like... We'd been on hiatus for quite a while. Yeah. And... We were doing Let's Talk About It, mm-hmm. me and Frankie, who was grounded this week. Um, and I was trying to pretend like I was doing limited addiction. Yeah. I was going to sign off with that. But I was like, in the wise words of someone, that, nope, wrong show. <laughs> Even wrong for my pretend show. That's hilarious. Oh, man. So, uh... I'm glad I'm glad we're back this week for the first time. And did you release the last one yet? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Kurt Reynolds dead. Yeah, well, I don't I remember was, what we titled that one. I think you said "Rip Kurt Reynolds." Did I? I don't know. I'm going back to look at it. Anyway, uh, Rip Bernie Mac. <laughs> Rip Bernie Mac always. Um. So while we're while we're looking for this, um, yeah, yeah, there it is. Today. Did you yeah. put it up today? Yeah. <laughs> Literally two seconds ago. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. Alright, so I have that to promote, I guess. Um but we've got more more movie stuff to talk about. I guess. Always. If you're down for that. No. Um Did you watch the Captain Marvel trailer? I did. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. What Pretty happened? much how I felt. I mean, I thought it was appropriately epic. Yeah. It was like I felt I felt filled with excitement and emotion at the end. Overall, though, uh, I mean, I, we're obviously all going to see it, but you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be upper echelon Marvel by any means. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to expect from it. Definitely didn't look like. We're not getting the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. comedy, which I'm happy about. Yeah, but there are the trailers ever really that funny? The movies always wind up being way more hilarious than the trailers are. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any Ragnarok I trailers. Hope it's not, I hope it's not that jokey, though. Yeah. You know? Thor was better second time I watched it. Yeah. But I knew what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hated it the first time. Right. That uh, makes sense, but uh, yeah, I, apparently it's one of the hottest uh, movie trailers of all time, or something like that. I think they cracked like the top ten in terms of like twenty-four hour views or something like that. They got like a hundred and nine million views in like the first day. Yeah, which is pretty big. I um, like the uh, like the actress. Yeah, Brie. Like to see uh, young Nick Fury again. Yeah, or Sam Jackson. Young Nick Fury. I'm excited for young Coulson. Yeah, it's true. That whole uh, de-aging, is that makeup or just digital? Digital. Uh, that's not as impressive then. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe they put a little makeup on them, but then to like they basically take their face and age it down. Whitewash it. It looks better. Oh, wrong words. <laughs> it looks better in this, tra- in this trailer than like, because they've started to kind of institute that technology or that ability because yeah. they did it with. Michael Douglas in the first Ant-Man and then they did it with Tony Stark in Civil War um, or with Robert Downey Jr. 
Um, and it's looked, it hasn't looked bad, but it has looked, like, you could obviously tell that it's fake. Yeah. They look a little computerish. Um, so I'm curious to, to find out if that's the same way here. I mean, they were confident enough to release, like, one of the main production stills that they released yeah. is Samuel L. Jackson's face. Uh, with that age down tech. So, well, uh, I mean, when you're going up against Superman's face, yeah. there's not God. really much you can lose. Speaking of Superman's face, how about him? <laughs> is he or isn't he? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Part of the uh... DC universe. That was weird. And then his response, did you see like what he posted? Like, in no. So on his Instagram, if you go to Henry Cavill's Instagram page, he, uh, <laughs> he has a video of him like, Looking down, and then kind of slowly lifting his head up with like a serious like Superman face on, and then like this music starts playing in the background. Uh, it's like the da 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 da, and it's like in dog barks, <laughs> and like he's just looking at the camera, and then he's like slowly raising up like a Superman action figure inside the box. Interesting. It's like, and everybody's yeah. like, "What the fuck is this?" Like. I, and, I, and there's all these things about him being like a big nerd and like a into war, World of Warcraft and stuff. And you, with that, I'm just like, he's got to be the weirdest guy yeah. in his day to day life. Man. I yeah, the only thing I saw, because was, there was that. And then um, it was like the next day, it was like Ben Affleck considering leaving with Henry Cavill's exit he's been, or whatever. Yeah, he's been considering leaving Batman since, since he got cast. Since he got cast as Batman. <laughs> Um, um, but I saw a picture. It was um, our main Justice League people, and it had the two of them were luckily on the same side, uh-huh. and they were like fading away. And it said like, <laughs> "Thanos' snap hit everywhere." Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I saw that too. That was funny. But yeah, so nobody really. I mean, the story was in all of the major trades um, about Henry Cavill being uh, or leaving the uh, Warner Brothers and uh, DC, and not. He's not going to be Superman yeah. anymore, was the story. Um, and then, about a day later, or in some cases, hours later, some outlets were reporting, well, he's not really totally... Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it may not be real. Like, his agent tweeted something sort of cryptic that nobody really could understand, yeah. and then his weird-ass video uh, that nobody <laughs> could understand at all, um, and then a couple of places reporting that the whole thing was fake. So, I... Um, we so don't, nobody really knows what's going on. This is why we need Frankie here. Yeah. Um, cause he would know if there was ever a storyline where like, yeah. like cause Marvel universe is the Cree who can transform into whoever they want. Yeah. You know? So that's where like with, you could literally kill off with them introducing the Cree, you could kill off anybody we've ever been introduced to mm. and just be like, Oh, it turns out that was a Cree the whole time, you know? Oh God. So I don't know if DC has an equivalent where, they could be like, oh, well, that wasn't the real Superman. This is. They probably could contrive something like that. But then, of course, Michael B. Jordan's name gets kicked around as a replacement, potentially. That was in a couple of places we were reporting that. He gets kicked that. around for everything. He literally gets kicked around for every role. I, mean, I feel like role. he's like taking the uh, oh, names escaped me, the more cowbell guy. Christopher Walken. Yeah, I feel like he's taking his approach of like. Just everything. Like him and then uh, who's the other guy? Chris Pratt gets his name thrown yeah. around a lot too. Henry Cavill, I think. No, that's Superman. That's Superman. Um, 
British guy from Miss Congeniality. That's literally the only movie I can think of him. Uh, the first one? Yeah. He's like the one that helps her get like all proper. Michael Caine? Michael Caine, yeah. So Christopher Walken does any role that comes across his desk. And Michael Caine, he reads the script, and if his character's on the first page and the last page, he does the flip. Yeah. So I feel like Michael B. Jordan's doing something like that, where he's just like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, whatever role I can do, I will take. No, I think he just, I think he's just a hot name. Yeah. And a lot of, and he's popular, and I think he just, he's, every, everybody wants to work with him, so I think he's everybody's first choice in yeah. whether or not he even knows about it. Because you hear stories about that, too, where people, you know, they'll be asked, like somebody on a red carpet somewhere will ask him, oh, you're going to do Super, we're looking forward to seeing yeah. you in Superman. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, nobody's, I haven't even sat yeah. down with anybody. Like, um, like literally, I'm looking at the, some of these headlines on IMDb right now. Michael B. Jordan to play Tom Clancy character John Clark in new film series. So, so there you go, Paramount Pictures. Uh, so, um, it looks like Paramount is developing two movies based on Rainbow Six and Without Remorse, both in which yeah. John Clark is the main star. So, yeah, the uh, only thing, I mean, they've got, they set themselves up well, where they've already kind of been like, all oh, the Flash movies going to be Flashpoint. Yeah. So, I mean, that literally gives them the perfect stepping stone of anything that's not working out, they can just dump. Mm. Like, especially Superman, like in Flashpoint, he's like this like scrawny kid that wears like a gray, like head to toe gray and doesn't really have much control of his powers and stuff, but really? still tries to like, uh, it, he's like, uh, He's not all there, is a way to put it. So is the Flashpoint, like, because I don't know a whole lot about the comics or the cartoons or whatever, like, do they, is it like a key to, like, doesn't he unlock, like, isn't that a pathway to, like, a bunch of infinite parallel universes? Or um, so Flashpoint is, he goes, in most um, renditions that I know, he goes back in the past to stop his mom mm-hmm. from being killed. Yeah. Um, and then that sets off this, like, chain of, like, so many things, mm-hmm. like, ripple effects. So, like, even stuff that happened beforehand doesn't happen the same anymore. Gotcha. And that's where, um, like, Batman is Thomas Wayne. Mm, that's and right. And the Joker's Martha Wayne. And then in the alley, Bruce was the one that got shot. Oh, my. Them. Wow. And um, Aquaman and the Amazonians. Amazons. Yeah. They're either, I'm second guessing, they're either on the same side, mm-hmm. trying to take over the world, or they're fighting each other for dominance of the world. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that should be a cool movie if and when it ever happens. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be basically their, like, all right, none of this is working out. Yeah. Let's kill it all off. And then, even if you get back to the normal timeline, things can be slightly different. Yeah. Still. I know some people are upset about Cavill too with like uh, like dude you can't even they they wanted him to like cameo in Shazam or something like that and then yeah. they were going to use him they essentially were going to use him as like a cameo piece in like a couple of their upcoming movies and then but he was like no I want Man of Steel too yeah um, and they were like well we're not 
they're like, slow your roll. We're not really ready for that yet. And so they couldn't promise him that. And that was the word is that he decided nope. to ditch. Yeah, um, what flashpoint? So it's like super. Oh, I've seen that suit. Stuff. I've seen that yeah. suit before on him. Yeah, and in the animated movie of it, he like shows up to help. And they're yeah. like, go away. Yeah. And he just like blasts these like massive eye lasers and just like destroys half mm. the city or something. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, but he did get cast. Henry Cavill rather did get cast in The Witcher, and some so some other scheduling conflicts may have been cited too. Yeah. His decision to leave. Um, but who knows? Maybe he will wind up cameoing in Shazam after all. God knows what's happening over there uh, with Warner Brothers in DC. Yeah. All I know is they got to they got to figure their shit out because um, there's a Supergirl movie being talked about too. And so God, I mean, whatever. Moving on. Uh, Carrie Joji Fukunaga tapped as the new director for the next James Bond movie, Bond 25. Um, I believe he directed the whole first season of True Detective on HBO. Mm, and then, um, I think he did a lot of work on the screenplay for uh, the remake of It last year. Um, and they did a really good movie that's on Netflix with Idris Elba called uh, Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. It's about um, child soldiers in Africa. A really, really compelling, cool movie, and um, all of his work that I've seen has been nothing short of amazing. So, um, I think James Bond, and he and he knows how to handle you know a good story, a good solid, riveting story, and action. Yeah. I think. Um, Do we have a new Bond? People are still saying Daniel Craig. So, uh, I think they decided to cut a check for like a hundred million dollars. And we're like, do this for like $150 million. And he's like, well, all right, fine. Yeah. But I think they're, they really are going to, I think this really is his last one. Um, I, uh, I hope they pick Daniel Radcliffe next. <laughs> no, they're going to get, uh, everybody wants Idris Elba. Um, yeah. And uh, there, there are a lot of good candidates, but yeah, we just, I feel like they're just going to go with another, they're going to find some young white British dude. Yeah. Um, it says uh, filming will begin in March for a worldwide release date of February fourteenth, twenty twenty. Does that seem like a quick turnaround for yeah. a James Bond movie? Hmm. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. Most will be digital. Probably. Hopefully, it's better than Spectre. Um, Spectre. which I have not rewatched since I saw it in the theaters. I need to do that. Never seen it. Uh, Bruce Greenwood boards the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. Warner Ooh. Brothers is working on. Um, he will be taking the role of Dr. John in that story. I've not read the books yeah, for either of those, but The Shining, obviously classic, and then the, the sequel, Dr. Sleep, uh, about, I guess, I think it was about uh, Danny, um, the son. Yeah. Uh, and so presumably, uh, yeah, here we go. Ewan McGregor is signed on to star as the grown-up Danny Torrance, um, along with other stars, Carl Lumley, Alex Esso, and Zach. Or Zan Zan McLaren, um, Rebecca Ferguson. So, yeah, just kind of even skimming some of this uh, about like a little, some of the character descriptions. It sounds uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, Flanagan rewrote Akiva Goldsman's adaptation of the thirteen novel. Oh, so we got oh Mike Flanagan wrote and is directing this. So that could be good. Mike Flanagan did Oculus and uh, Hush and. Taste- What's that one? Uh, not the Shape of Water, but the one where it was like the Mental Institute. 
had a really long name. Shutter Island? No. Newer than that. Um, oh, A Cure for Wellness? Yes. No, he didn't do that. That was uh, Gore Verbinski. No, it's working in this oh. area. And then, is it Gerald's Game? What's the one on Netflix? That um, was... Uh, yeah, it's something like Gerald's Game. Um, with the wolf. That with also with Bruce Greenwood and Car, uh, Carly Gugino. That was another Stephen King short story that they did. That's also very good. Um, what else do we got coming? Scrolling through. Chris Evans to star in Defending Jacob limited series at Apple. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox developing drama switch from Joby Harrell. There's a lot of TV in here. I guess they did just do the um, the Emmys. Um, I think there was a new trailer for Mary Poppins. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns mm. coming out around Christmas time. I like the teaser trailer better because um, I think a little... I think for me, starting off ahead of that movie coming out, a little Emily Blunt goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of... There's a, just a, there's a lot going on in the, in the new trailer. Um, not that it looks bad. They do a lot of stuff. They do... A lot of it is... Like the live people and then like the animation. Yeah. That was like a big part of the first Mary Poppins. So, um, I don't know. It, I'm looking forward to that one very much. So, um, House with the Clock in Its Walls coming out this weekend, uh, weekend of this recording. Um, such a strange title. House with the Clock in Its Walls. I think it's based on a, on a young adult story from like the 70s. So, um, yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are to score HBO's Watchmen, a uh, hmm. little series that HBO's working on. Um, I don't know, not seeing a whole lot, a uh, whole lot more news really. Um, I'm trying to think of other big things. What have, what are some other big things that have happened that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, <laughs> I know this is the most compelling episode of this show. I don't pay attention to much of anything. How are you doing with Movie Pass? Have you used it? Have you canceled it? Um, I haven't used it. I haven't canceled it either, though. But I paid out for the year. Oh yeah. Um, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. And when I when I, like, I go to the app to see like when it's going to renew, so that I do cancel it, <laughs> it just says like unknown information. Uh oh. Like, I mean, I just got free Movie Pass yeah, for life. On the hook, on like, the hook forever. Check that billing statement. Jokes on them. I don't have any cards anymore. Um, did you get rid of your? Do you not have a? So like, can you not use it, even though you're like? No, I've got the movie pass card. Oh, okay. Like credit cards and stuff. I delete them all off the internet. Gotcha. I think I saw. Um, Barbie Dolphin Movie Magic. Oh, there you go. It's coming out. I think I saw. Uh, my three, for this month. Yeah. Um. And. So I think they told me next time you see a movie, it'll be like a two dollar discount or something like that. I'm like, whoop, whoop, you do, Basil. Um. So then I don't know since we've got since it seems we don't have a whole lot more to talk about. Let's uh let's check out Letterbox. You got anything on Letterbox? You put in our Letterbox minute or whatever we called it uh, last time. Letterbox. Brie Larson heard complaints that Captain Marvel needed to smile more, so she photoshopped. Um. She posted 
MCU men with Photoshop smiles. Oh, did you see that? Have you seen that? Yeah. I think it's I'll on our Instagram. Right it looks hilarious. Yeah. People are so stupid. I know. A lot of people are taking umbrage with the fact that she punches an old lady in the face. Yeah. Um, well, because it's like, I mean, I, we'll see what happens in the movie, but like the way around that would have been like having her punch it and then like the Cree like, like oh, go like to flips normal. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Real, like even if it was just real quick and went back. Like I guarantee that's what happens in the movie. They just yeah trying to react. <laughs> um, so I have no idea where we left off on Letterbox last time. We were two weeks ago. We were in here. Um, do you remember me it talking was, about you were leaving the studio to go see the nun? Oh, okay. All right, good. I haven't watched. I mean, I've watched eight movies in the, or seven and a half. In that time. Nice. Um, yeah, because I've got the nun on here, and then I watched Smokey and the Bandit. That was uh, that was when Burt Reynolds died. Yeah. Like like that day or a day later or something like that. Um, Smokey and the Bandit's great. Have you ever seen that? I mean, it's been years, but yeah. Uh, I had never seen it before, and it was super entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Um, and <laughs> I watched Pocahontas. Dirty yeah. Grandpa, Breakfast Club, and a walk to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Those four since we last talked about. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite a quadruple oh, feature yeah. there. I think there was something else in there that I'd already seen for the year. Really? So it's not on the list. But, gotcha. But it was another something stupid that's always on TV. <laughs> uh, I uh, And then I watched The Changeling, I guess that... Um, I actually found a DVD of The Changeling, and it's a movie with, uh, it's a horror movie starring George C. Scott. Yeah. From like the early 80s. And, um, I found it on DVD for like $10 at, uh, Barnes and Noble forever ago. Okay. Uh, and it was, um, I guess it was like rumored to be out of print or like super hard to get on like home media. Um, so like to find it at a Barnes and Noble for like under, especially under 10 bucks was yeah. like, a steal so i snatched it up um come to find out this year uh severin films released like a brand new 4k remaster on blu-ray so i sold my dvd i, I actually yeah. went to i went to the florence mall like about a month and a half ago and just wrangled a bunch of my old cds dvds blu-rays and video games that i had on like hard disk and just like sold them all nice um i went to like half price books fye gamestop like went all over the place um and then i so that i have so now i have this new blu-ray of the changeling which is what i watch and it's it's awesome it's a great movie um then i saw the predator last saturday um, is it as bad as people say no i don't think it's as bad as people say it's not great yeah but it's a predator movie like it's We've it's, all been it's, bad. it's fun it's goofy yeah it's silly it's stupid See, I, I, but, movies... I, but i wouldn't but it's enter, it's entertaining like you i i got I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah. Plenty of plenty of violence. Uh some fun writing here ba- and there. I base movies on how well their Funko Shop exclusive sells. Yeah. And that one lasted like four hours versus oh, like no. normally like two minutes. Yeah. So I was like, that yeah, must be pretty terrible. Yikes. Uh and then I uh I made a couple of I basically raided the Fandango now VOD like rentals 
Yeah. Um, so like I rented Slice, which is like this movie that's been that A twenty four has been buzzing about for like a couple of years now. I yeah. think. Um, it was like a pizza movie. It's about like a pizza. Chance the Rapper's a pizza boy or something like that who turns into a werewolf or something. Oh. And everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. And so I watch it, and it is not very good. <laughs> I feel like like that description was like Chance the Rapper was like, huh, "What if Pizza Boy turned into a werewolf?" Well, he's like the star of the movie, but he doesn't come in until like forty five minutes in, really? and, it's, and it's like an hour and twenty minute movie. Jeez. Um, because like what it is is there's this pizza restaurant that's built on top of a portal to hell. Of course. And um. I guess the former place before, like, this pizza place was there was, like, a Chinese restaurant. And Chance the Rapper worked at the Chinese place. And something weird happened when he was there. Like, somebody died or something. Yeah. And so he took off. Because, like, the world that this exists in is, like, humans and ghosts and, like, vampires, werewolves, whatever, kind and witches kind of, like, openly exist. Yeah. And, like, live alongside each other. And so this town that it's set in is, like, the mayor, like, segregates all the ghosts to, like, a ghetto on the other side of town. And then, um, like, Chance the Rapper plays a werewolf that, like, skips town because people think he's, like, a suspect and that they hate him and stuff. And um, so then what brings him back is people start dying again at this pizza place. Like, the delivery people start dying. Um, And so... Like, he comes back in the background, and the cops suspect him. He's got to clear He's got to clear his name. It's a little... It literally it's sounds a little weird, terrible. But, so, yeah, I, I, it wasn't quite as... I, it had some pretty funny parts. Paul Shear's in it, so he's good. Zazie Beats is always fun. Um, Chance the Rapper... I hate to say that he was terrible. He <laughs> There's one really... Like, when he finally does turn into a wheel, yeah. it has got to be the worst makeup I've ever seen. In like a live act, like in a feature film nice. release for people to watch. Like, <laughs> it looks like Halloween makeup that like you and I would do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, but I guess it was the the guy's uh, first movie. They got it made. It. Uh, it was his first movie, and so gotta start somewhere. And they had to have made it for no money at all. But what so. you say like to get Chance the Rapper. I think to afford, yeah, the cast that he got. Like they had either a corner somewhere. Like, it either was Chance the Rapper's friend, and then that's how like he got a twenty four to buy it. Like, yeah. Chance the Rapper's in it. You're like, oh, I guess he's yeah. This, yeah. So I was, um, <laughs> it's not. It's uh, I was curious. I'm curious why a twenty four decided to go with this. I think maybe just because it was kind of a unique, yeah, different thing. But it's definitely not a movie that would normally you think would be in their wheelhouse. They've made some weird stuff before, but this is like. I would recommend it to people if they want like a like a weird, unique watch that we, you would own that I would only say just watch yeah. it one time. It sounds and like get it's it out like of the way. perfect for you know on the projector and Halloween. Could be, yeah. Um, and then uh, another one I watched that I actually really did get a kick out of was uh, Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's uh, stars Thomas Lennon, and they have uh, stories that. Uh, I guess there's a a guy who was a Nazi. Um, basically has the power to like control these dolls that he made. Yeah, and the dolls are like killing machines. And so 
the movie is uh the like Thomas Lennon has one of the dolls and like finds out about this convention and there's this convention in this hotel about these the, these famous murders that happened and this was so it was like the 30th anniversary of these murders and it was the dolls that did the allegedly the dolls that murdered him yeah and um so the so everybody brings their dolls or the collectibles to this conference right and so of course naturally this hotel full of full of people and dolls gets like yeah. everybody gets thrown together it's got some of the best practical kills I've seen in a horror movie probably ever. Jeez. Like, it is awesome. It is gnarly in the best possible way, and it's hilariously funny. Um, <laughs> I was kind of waiting for it to maybe hit a streaming service. Like, I feel like it's probably going to hit Hulu or Netflix or something soon. Um, but I couldn't. I've been hearing too much hype for it, like, all year all year long. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another one I watched that was really, really good, not a horror movie, was called uh, A Prayer Before Dawn. Um, another A24 release that was curiously kind of scrapped from its theatrical release, at least wide, because I remember seeing trailers for it, yeah, uh, like at Wilder and stuff, and it looks like they just kind of dumped it on VOD, um, and it maybe got a small release in uh, some limited cities, but uh, it's about uh, Billy, it's about it's a true story. Billy Moore, uh, who is a uh, a former boxer that was. Fell in hard times, was addicted to drugs, um, found himself in Thailand, I guess, and got into some trouble and got thrown in uh, prison in Thailand. Okay. Um, so the movie follows follows him when he's in prison, and allegedly they filmed in a real active Thai prison. So like a lot of the people in it are like real prisoners and stuff. Um, and so, I mean, the the premise of the movie essentially is that he's got a he decides to kind of take up learning kickboxing or jiu-jitsu yeah. or something like that, to, or Muay Thai, I guess, to... Um, pass the time? Well, either pass the time and hopefully eventually fight his way out or whatever. There was... I was a little surprised to find there was kind of a lot less, like, sports action in it yeah. than you would think. Um, but I think the main through line is compelling enough to keep to keep you interested. Like, it's just... The whole time, he's just like... He's pretty much got to be looking over his back every every second. So um, there's enough there's enough about it. It's, and and the guy that plays Billy is really uh, gives an amazing performance, and the setting is really what makes it. Um. So that's so that's definitely worth checking out. Um, a prayer before dawn, and then uh, Netflix. Uh, just the other night, I watched this one called The Lodgers. I guess it's like a gothic horror movie about. It's kind of like it kind of reminded me of Crimson Peak. There's like a young brother and sister who yeah. may or may not be incestuous with one another or they're kind of t- tied to the house in some mysterious way. Uh, so I, that was, that one was just all right. Um, I feel like if you've seen one of those, you've seen them all kind of, um, especially Crimson, like it's watch Crimson Peak. It's basically this movie, yeah. but done better. Um, and then last night I started Mandy, uh, which you might've heard about and I started kind of falling mm. asleep. So I got to restart that one. Um, Mandy's the one with Nicolas Cage where he, it's supposed to be like super bloody and like super like horror but also like just the most rock and roll Nick Cage performance like ever. I don't think I've seen that. Um, that. so people are going nuts for it. Um, it's supposed to be really, really cool. So yeah, that's where we're at. How does it compare to the knowing? So far in like the 10 minutes I made it through, 
until I fell asleep. Not quite as good. Mm. We're getting there, though. More like the uh, Wicker Man or whatever? Better than the Wicker Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Knowing's a terrible movie. <laughs> Knowing's such a good concept, though. <laughs> it is. What was that other one he did about that time where he was like a he had like clairvoyance for like crimes and stuff um, with Julianne Moore? Was it Next? Oh, I think I that's know. what it was called. Yeah. Where they like hooked him into a machine to like predict crimes and stuff. Remember that? Maybe, yeah, that was a terrible movie too. Um, he had a string of like a couple of big like studio movies in like 2007, 2006, 2007, 2008, and then after that he just like went off and started making. All those movies that were like whatever check comes his way. Like stuff that's only been like straight to VOD and Netflix yeah. and stuff. And he's been doing that for the last like 10 years. <laughs> that's what you gotta do when you're Nicolas Cage. And then, and then Mandy, like a lot of people are like, dude, I wish the Academy would consider movies like this because he's legitimately, it's legitimately <laughs> his best movie in probably 20 years. So. Not going to. Yeah, so, and then I'm looking to add The House with a Clock in Its Walls this weekend. You should start the real awards. The real awards. Maybe we'll do that at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. The real awards. Let real movies win. Let (laughs) Not R-E-E-L, but R-E-A-L. Yeah, none of this Oscars garbage. Let real movies win. So you want us to do the popular Oscar, but the entire thing, instead of just one. Yeah, kind of like you're saying. Like, there's some movies that I'm sure the Oscar committee like watches the trailer. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. So do you want to do? So we should do that. So we should do that. Do you want to do that instead of Oscar picks or in addition to? I don't know. I always lose the Oscar picks because I've only seen one of the movies. And then we never remember. I don't even think we did a recap this year. Um, um, I think, yeah. I think Frankie said he won, but that was about the extent of it. Yeah. I think we said, I think we we decided that he won, like, in a text. I don't remember if we ever talked yeah. about it on the show or not. I know I talked about, I think the only one I got right was the animation one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Which was a no-brainer because it was Coco. The real awards will be fun, so we can make awards like, you'll have to send me, like, suggestions. Because I know whatever you're going to come up with is going to be perfect. So it'll be like... Scariest movie ever. Scariest movie ever. Or like, fat, like you said, fastest trailer to click out of. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll do that at the end of the year when the Oscar season movie starts. Movie most like Blair Witch Project. I love it. Uh, so yeah, t- put a pin in that. We'll bring that back in a couple of months when Oscar season starts coming around. Um. So yeah, I know it's been a bit of a short one tonight, but I think that's about all I have for this week. Yeah, I don't watch movies. You don't watch movies. All right. Well, I, I did buy. Uh, oh yeah, I got. Well, I got the uh, Fallen Kingdom. I haven't watched it yet. Obviously. Oh, you did? Didn't that just come out? Yes. Okay. Um, I have to pick that up. And then, well, I think I already said it last time we recorded. But yeah. I got four project for my wife. Yeah, you did say that. And Bad Moms. Nice. Yeah. I, I got something else. I don't know. Cool. The complete Dragon Ball Z series. Did you? <laughs> I did. On Blu-ray? No, DVD. DVD. It was like $60 or like 150 so I don't need good quality. 
especially on Dragon Ball Z, like especially the old stuff. Oh yeah, um, it's digitally remastered. Rock on! That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Super Saiyan and high def. Um, I'm trying to remember if I've bought anything since we last talked. I I remember talking on the last show about Deadpool two, right? I think I got the Deadpool two yes. disc. Um, and then I mentioned Changeling. I picked up here. Honestly, I have so many. I don't even. The top of my head, I can never really remember. Yeah. Um, Summer of '84 is one that I really like. The Sundance that I need to get that um, I think is available on Amazon for like twelve bucks, and they're doing them. Not bad. I think they're printing them on demand. They're not like they haven't like manufactured them. Yeah. Like, and they're stockpiling them somewhere. They're like, if you it's order not, it, they'll make a disc for you. That's how like, we need to turn to, like, especially like for that kind of stuff. You know, like, yeah, just have everything pre-ordered. Like, everything's pre-order, you know. Like, you know, like, even, like, pops, you know. Yeah. Or CDs or movies. Yeah. It's like, hey, Captain America, four, five, it's going to come out. In five September, years. September 3rd. Yeah. You know. Start taking pre-orders and, like, the week after it's in theaters. And then you just, you make that much, that many, and that's it. Yeah. If you if you didn't see it while I was in theaters, too bad. Hmm. That's an interesting approach. Who knows? You know, because I mean, there's people like me. Like I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom at all. Yeah. But imagine if you imagine if you'd missed that chance. Though. So. Well, yeah, but I would have pre-ordered it. Ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I gotta look at. Uh, I'm pulling up this list and see like stuff that I've. Stuff that I see if I've got stuff that I've added recently. Recently added. Oh, this is crap. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure I brought. I'm sure I've bought stuff recently. Yeah. Deadpool two. Okay, Deadpool two looks like maybe my most recent. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. The, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. I haven't. I really haven't like bought a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Movie wise, because I'm trying to save, trying to save money on like the, in terms of like, buying on like the buying movie side. Um. So like, I still need to pick up things like Tag. And, Ready Player One. I really want to get, and then Solo comes out next week. I'm still still on the fence about Solo. Solo. Um. And then. Like Shout Factory's got some like trick or treat. They're doing a special edition of that I need to get, and then they're also doing Creep Show. I also need to get, and then Ant Man's coming out soon. Sorry to bother you's coming out soon. I think my most anticipated home video release of the year though is 2001: A Space Odyssey got completely rehauled and remastered yeah. from like the original camera elements, and they're putting it on 4K Blu-ray. Be a good movie. Yeah, it might be a good one to pick up. So we're getting there. Just slowly but surely this year. I think Black Friday is going to be big this year for me. Yeah. Black Friday is a good one. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to take another year off and then uh, get back out in 2019. Yeah. Then there should be a lot of movies that mm-hmm. I normally would have picked up at the like, $10, $15 range. Should be down to like $4 or less. Yeah. yeah. Three, four. Could be. Uh, Black Klansman's coming out in November. I'm just looking at stuff that's coming out. Incredibles 2, I think it's coming out late October. Yeah. Uh, 
So Tyrion's got the Princess Bride, I think, coming out in October sometime too. I'm so I'm stoked about that. I've heard of that movie. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm always buying shit. I don't remember the last one I bought. Me too. Had to have been fairly recent though, and I just haven't. I just put stuff. I just put stuff on my shelf and then let it go for a while. Yeah. Hereditary. I think I did. I mention buying Hereditary. Maybe you did I, not. I didn't. Hereditary is on there. I think that might be the most recent one. Um. Okay. Well, with that, I guess uh, with the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Sure. <laughs>